I want to thank you so much for tuning into our podcast called Cooking in the Catskills. I am your host, Brett August. I've cooked in some of New York City's finest restaurants. I've worked next to some people that were tattooed from their eyeballs to their toes. I've traveled all over the world and eaten some of the best food ever. We're going to have some amazing stories from some of the Catskills' finest chefs, from some of the chefs that I've worked with that have inspired me to become who I am. We're going to have some amazing stories from our family members that grew up in the Catskills from when they were little kids. And we're going to have a best time ever. And today we have one of Sullivan County's most talented chefs, Paul Nani, executive chef of the Heron in Narrowsburg, New York. I have admired you and respected you since I've been eating in your restaurant for about five years now. Please tell me, how did you start cooking? Oh, how did I start cooking? I think when I was a kid, I guess. I was real close to my grandpa. He's, uh, you know, from Tuscany in Italy, came to uh, America when he was 17. Worked a lot of different jobs, but uh, when I was growing up, I spent a lot of time at his house. He showed me a lot of uh, his food that, like, his mother cooked. His sisters are amazing cooks. You know, we worked out in the garden a lot, raised rabbits. I owe a lot of my my love and passion for the culinary arts to him. So when you were a kid, food was really influential to you. It was it was a big part of your, your growing up. Yeah, for sure. And in, I think in any Italian family, food is like the focal point of every day. You know, like you always look forward to each meal. If, if you're sad, you're eating. If you're happy, you're eating. Celebrating, you're eating. If you don't eat, you get you get yelled at for, for not eating. It's great. And it shows now. That's why you're one of the best chefs in the Catskills, which leads up to my next question. How did you end up here? How did you end up in the Catskills? I, I think you have the same experience too, right, with your family and food? Wasn't it just like it was all about food and eating and being together? If you weren't eating constantly, if you ate two chicken cutlets and not four, there was something wrong with you. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, the you same. have to go to the doctor. <laughs> I mean, but that's why I really admire you from, you know, the meatball sandwich to everything that you do. And the one or two times that you did make fresh pasta for me was just really, really good. Everything you do is good. That's the thing. It's There's not one thing that you do that's, eh, you know, everything across the board you do is good. But yeah, I did um, end up same, just like you, Italian background from my mom's side, then my dad's side, the Jewish, which is still food related too. You know, that was really big as well. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why we get along so well too, because we love food. I love it. I love it. How did you end up here? Uh, in Narrowsburg? Well, because you're from Detroit originally, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so how did you um, end up here, I mean, in the mountains? Uh, so when when I was in Michigan growing up, I knew pretty much like from, uh, from a young age that I wanted to go into cooking and one day hopefully own my own place. So I applied for the Culinary Institute of America, ended up getting my degree, and then wanted to stay longer because they started to offer the bachelor's program, which is more of a managerial focus. So I did that. 
And then um, as soon as I finished the bachelor's program at the CIA, I moved to New York City. And I really wanted to work for Mario Batali in one of his places. He was somebody that I looked up to at that time and thought that his food was pretty in line with what I wanted to do uh, moving forward. So uh, I met with him and uh, he said that they had a position open at Baba, which is where I wanted to work. And uh, he said he'd get back to me. And he called me back a couple weeks later and said there was a position open at Pesca. There really wasn't what I was looking for. You know, it was great food. It was, you know, super fresh fish. Um, but a lot of it was, was really simple, like, um, preparations. Um, and I, it just wasn't the right spot for me at that time. So I ended up applying at Aquavit. And I got the job there, which was a really unlikely spot for me. But um, I had seen the Aquavit cookbook, and I really liked what they were doing over there as well. Who was the head so chef at Aquavit? Well, the, like the celebrity chef was Marcus Samuelson, the uh, Ethiopian-born Scandinavian chef who's on the Food Network. And the chef, the the, the chef there at that time was Nils Noren, and uh, he was a big influence on me. And uh, I really enjoyed working there, and he was an amazing chef. Tell me more. So you're cooking for these guys. You're doing badass food. At that time, Nils was working a lot with Wiley at, at WD. And we were doing like some really fun. Um, we were doing some like really long multi-course tasting menus. I think the, it was called the Bite Menu. And I think it was like 24 courses. So like my first big restaurant job was doing crazy molecular food really intricate plating stuff and i really enjoyed it man it really it wasn't uh you know the restaurant that i thought i would be at but it was really a uh like a, a platform and a stepping point and a really good learning experience for me and it was a big place a lot of a lot of different people from all around working there and then after that um i was on my way out I told, uh, you know, Nils I was going to move on. And I was going to work at this place called Crew. And at the same time that I was about to leave Aquavit, Marcus was about to do his first cooking show. He had asked me if I wanted to go and do the food styling and, like, the food production for this TV show that he was about to go on. And... uh I was really torn because you know how it is in the city. If if you get out of the restaurant game, it's not a good thing. It's not really a respectable thing, you know. You work, you put in your year, and then you go to a new place, put in your time there, then you go to, try to build up your, you know, your your reputation and your resume. So I kind of went back and forth with this idea of not, you know, working in restaurants, and I ended up choosing to go do this TV show. And Marla. So and let me interrupt, met. Paul, because not everybody knows who Marla is. Tell me who Marla is. She's my partner. Uh, we've been together for 16 years, and we moved up here together and opened the Heron together, and we're, we're pretty much partners in everything. Really good food background you have, Paul. Really strong. Right there, what you just explained to me in your food background, half of it I didn't know, but explains the other half of why the food at the Heron is so good. Tell me some of the favorite dishes that you're doing. Tell me something that you make that's really, really enjoyable. Uh, well, I think 
So the the place I worked at right before we moved up to Narrowsburg, you know, I wasn't really super happy there, but it was a it was an American comfort food restaurant. Um, it had a good strong like southern influence to it and it really opened my eyes to that style of food which you know for the most part i'd only done european you know um italian french-esque and you know the scandinavian stuff that that we were doing at aquavit but i really started to dig the american southern soul comfort food and I think when we moved up here, my plan was to do that food that we were doing in Brooklyn at the time. And I didn't have a ton of experience with it. So we just went to town and uh, we wanted to do fried chicken coming up with our with our uh, formula for it. And I'd, I'd say that probably, you know, our fried chicken is the most popular dish at the restaurant. It's probably had the most evolution of any dish. Um, going towards as good as it can, as, as good as we can get it. And uh, I mean, other than that, um, I enjoy doing the specials. You know, bringing in um, different different products, seasonal stuff, um, playing with different flavors and you know different flavor profiles than just American. Doing what you do, eighteen, nineteen hours, definitely puts a toll on your back. Tell me why you wake up every day and do what you do. That's a tough one, I guess. It's, I think that the concept and just the idea of owning your own place and the freedom like that comes along with that is, uh, is motivation enough to get up. And, you know, I wake up in the morning and I'm tired and sore, but it's, it's strange. Like, I, I can't wait to get into the restaurant. And I know it sounds crazy, but... It's just the way it is. I, I enjoy the freedom. I, I don't like working for other people. And uh, I really enjoy working with Marla every day and the guys at the, at the, in the kitchen. And it's not too bad. It's not a bad gig at all. Paul Nani, executive chef at the Heron in Narrowsburg, New York. One of the most talented chefs I've ever met in my life. Thank you for everything. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for standing in that kitchen all day and putting the amazing food out that you do, my friend. Until next time, eat well and be well.